Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know where uh, Sean and Katie are at at the moment, so I am going to start the show on my own. This is um, Tuesday Night Turmoil, live on Evolution Radio Network. Um, once... We get everybody in, and a few uh, technical issues fixed. We will, of course, uh, give the 10-bell salute. And at that time, we will honor the memories of our fallen friends and brothers. Um, It's been, uh, obviously, a a rough week for us. Um, We have lost three of... Uh, professional wrestling stars, one from uh, AAA, of course, um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and then um, a British star who teamed up in the 80s with the current coach for WWE, Robbie Brookside. So um, it's been a little it's like I say it's been it's been a tough it's been a tough go for the last um week or so maybe not as bad as it was a couple of weeks earlier but still um a very difficult time for our business indeed um let's see here I think I know we've got some people on the line Katie um I don't know if you can hear me hopefully you can um I can tell you I th- I'm here. No, I, okay. Um, I think I, I know who the bottom I, well, okay, hold on, what, okay. okay, hold on a second. Make it known that SmackDown Live does not end until about six seconds after 10 o'clock. So I ain't calling in until I've done watching my SmackDown Live. And that's the bottom line. Why? Because chaotic Katie said so. That's why. Oh, gosh. All right, well. All right, well, you... You gotta get you gotta get to work here. We got it. We got a couple. We got a couple of calls. Okay. So. Well, all right. Well. And okay. I know. I know. I, know I, I, know, I, I think I know. I think I recognize the one. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go do my job. Well, first I'm putting my name You're, on the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Do I'm that. Here. Um, I'm in the green room. Okay. I know who this is. This here is that's. I know that person. Last person. I'm not sure. So I'll go check the last person. I'm okay. Okay. Um. Uh. Area code two hundred seven. If that. If you're Billy, message me and say it's you. I'm not. I'm not screening you because well, yeah. Whatever. Anyways, I'm off the screen. There we go. And I think because I think if I'm, if I'm remembering right, and hang on just a minute. In fact, I'll actually uh, tell you for sure on that one. Um. So just uh, give me a second. Um, okay, no, that's that's not who that is. So uh, 
hold on on this. Nope, not not Brian either. So, yeah, so go ahead and screen that one if you would, please. So, um, well, there we go. JB is 804, so I just brought her on with us. Good evening, JB. Hey. How you doing? How's it going, eh? This is uh, pretty good, so yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm still in shock over everything that's going on with Nightheart being gone and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just still in shock. Yeah, period. I mean... It was well. I mean, when I mean, you know, I mean, we had, I mean, you know, you know, we we lost three. I mean, because we lost, um, because I actually, because how I found out about uh, Arturo Hernandez is I happened to uh, turn on to the live uh, AAA feed from Twitch, and the show opened up, and it had a picture of. They had a picture of him in his uh, his kiss gimmick in the center of the ring, surrounded by flowers. And okay. so then, you know, they started um, making, you know, giving speeches, and uh, with Vampiro finishing that up. And then uh, this morning was the uh, news about uh, Doc Dean, who was uh, Robbie Brookside's tag team partner uh, in Britain back in the 80s. Yeah, I'm um, and he even actually uh, did some he did some work with uh, WCW back in the day as well. So, yeah. Uh, you know, so, it's a, so I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we've We've suffered. We've suffered you now again, quite a quite a blow over the last uh, couple of weeks in the industry. Again, indeed we have. Indeed we have. And you know, I mean, when I mean, because the first thing I found, I found the information that uh, was going around about Jimmy um, was through um, another uh, another friend, another promoter friend. And I'm like, you know, and again, I mean, we know because we got hit with the Bob Orton ruse. So my first thing was, okay, who's your source? And he said Brian Blair. So right yeah. off the bat, I'm That's like, okay, there's, yeah, okay, I, this this sounds this sounds solid. So I call, yeah. so I called but- Brian left a message with him and probably no more than two, three minutes later, Brian calls me back and then he gave me all the details. Yeah, and somebody now, on my, I, one of my Facebook friends, it doesn't matter who it is, um, they're friends with Neidhart's uh, nephew and apparently they're saying it's a seizure. Right. Yeah. He, what happened, what happened, he was, yeah, he, um, I mean, now the full story that's coming out um, he he and his wife were in bed sleeping, um, and he felt the temperature wasn't was a little off in the room, so he was going over to adjust the air. And then at that point, 
as apparently when the seizure actually hit um, and then um, fell from, and then and from there he fell, cracked his head open, and basically, you know, more or less bled to death. Indeed. You know, I, I'm, I mean, I mean um, I, I'm sorry. You know, I don't like to. I, was, I don't like to get into I was you know. Yesterday, I was, detail, I was, but, you know, yeah. I was saying I was saying yesterday um, how how Dusty Rose went as well. You know, he died of dehydration. He took a fall and laid right. there, and yeah, you know, like things could be prevented. And I, I I don't know if this one could have been or or what. Not not in this case. Not in this case. Um, no. I mean, you know, you can't, you, you know, I mean, there is seizure medication and that, oh, I but know. I even, know. My, my you know, which, which he was taking yeah. and yeah. even that because apparently seizures, was not, I mean, folks, was not, you know, doing yeah. it. Folks, um, also, uh, seizures aren't always caused by di- diabetes or epilepsy. There are certain seizure disorders, ones that are stress seizure disorders as well. Please keep that in right. mind. Right, Not and, only and that, Jim, and Jim was also battling Alzheimer's, which could cause some of it, too. Yeah. So. Well, whoa, that, someone breathed real hard into the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the blowjob, whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Where's Sean? That's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I don't okay. know where he's at. So I guess Not we problem. will just all right, so I guess what we'll do, Katie, is we'll go ahead and we'll uh and we'll run and we'll run from uh you know, from from the get go. There's uh there is just some uh something breaking here. Um that uh, WWE uh, has just hired James Long, who uh, was the head coordinating producer and video editor for Impact Wrestling. <clears throat> and he was one of the people that was involved in the creation of the uh, Broken Universe story. Mm. Very cool. There's, there's background noise that's distracting me, so um. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it. it too. Okay, um, JB, if it's you and I and I mute you, I am truly sorry, my love. Sorry. It's just a little distracting. No, I'm, I'm just listening. Okay, darling. Yep, yep it, it was you, JB. I'm sorry, my love. <laughs> yeah, but it was either I listened to the background noise or listened to Steve or listened to both of them at once, like I was and driving myself absolutely apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love you. I appreciate you here. It's just, yeah, ADHD and OCD can be a curse sometimes. So yeah, yeah. this is one of the times. <laughs> yep. Anyways, yep. to go ahead. Um, where where okay. I heard from what. Um, I didn't hear the name of who created the the woke and broken. Can you please start again? All right. Uh, now you're gonna make That's me. Where yeah, I you're am. gonna make me go that. I I'm just, sorry. That's where I, I am. Just, I'm sorry. All right. All right. Because I I was just oh, I just fault. popping up raw to uh, 
go ahead and start uh, and start ta- and start uh, talking about that. No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to look at the uh, Ms. Maurice getting signed for another season. No. Oh, piss off. <laughs> it's a half yeah. an hour show. Okay, another people. It's episodes. a half an hour show. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, James. I okay. haven't been able James. to watch it obviously because it's on when this is on. I've right. watched it in the background, but that's it. James Long. Okay, James Long. Thank you. He's been signed. Right. I heard that first, and then I heard that the rest of it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Continue, so, sir. All right. So let's yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, um, now <clears throat> they started. Now, of course, uh, we started out with uh, Rhonda um, going ahead and. Um, Talking about Jim Neidhart, which is she's probably the most appropriate person to go ahead and deliver that speech because she and Natty are very, very close friends and uh, training partners. I got Natty to see it finally. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> then she then she went ahead after after she got done with the serious part, you know, went into went into character and started off with the promo about uh Alexa and then uh and then from there brought on Ember Moon, which then brought out uh Bliss and Foxy and Alexa comes in with the overhyped rookie stuff and so then announces that uh, Constable stick up in the butt has allowed her to bring her own personal security for the match. So the four local indie guys get yeah. uh, get in, and eventually Rhonda takes Rhonda. Well, Rhonda takes three of them out. The fourth okay, one, indie uh, guys, yeah, hometown heroes, like I like one, to call them. The fourth them. one goes. The fourth <laughs> one goes chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and ba- and bails out, and then comes. Well, wouldn't you? Alexa, I know I uh, Alexa versus Amber. Yeah. Or should say it was beautiful. Amber versus Alexa and the bat. The bat? What are we talking yeah. box? No, she is, you know what? No. The only thing about her that's a bat is bat shit crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. She plays she plays insane so well. Um, I know. But no, hey, no, hey, what, hey, no, no, what actually not as good as what AJ Lee. AJ Lee plays insane the bat. Yeah. Well, no, what actually yeah. happened is if you watch at, at uh, an early point in the match, all of a sudden, Rhonda kind of moves off, and you and you see her mouthing some words. What she was saying is, "Oh my God, it's a bat! A bat flew into the ring area and was down on the on the on the ring on the on the floor outside the outside the oh ring." Aww. And yeah, oh, and oh so and there was a, and yeah, and there's um, 
and WWE has footage of it, and uh, somebody did, else. Did she lose footage. her mind or something? Did she lose her mind? Did she go batshit? <laughs> oh. Now I'll be I'll be honest, people. I'm not afraid of bats, but when you're peeing in, when you're peeing in, behind a really big tree that nobody can see you behind, and one one kind of flies into your hair, and then. You kind of freak and run out of the bushes with your pants around your ankles. So, yeah, you kind of look batshit crazy. But true story. Okay, I don't, I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I want to know. No, I was, I was going pee behind a really large blue spruce tree, and a bat flew out out of one of the branches where he was resting, and scared the shit out of me. And I ran out from behind the tree with my pants around my ankles, screaming. I went batshit. Over oh a bat. Oh my god. Get it now? Oh my god. Can oh I not I got it. Believe me, I just I was just I was just it was uh funny. G- I was just TMIing the whole thing. <laughs> it's not really everybody pees behind a tree once in their life, okay? Come on. Oh and if you didn't get a message. Well, I got, I've got, I've got stories, but I, I will, I will not reveal those. Um, oh come on, I'll, I'll call you and you'll tell me about them anyways. Okay. But <laughs> so, so, so anyway, so, uh, so Foxy gets, so Foxy gets in and um, causes the uh, DQ, and yeah. Rhonda, and then Rhonda gets. Gets her, gets that, gets the, gets the arm again, and heads and heads out. And what is that? Oh, finally. Thank okay, you, yeah, Sean. finally. I was just, I, and I just, I just, okay, I'm deleting what I just typed in really big letters. Sean, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sean, hurry, so hurry. All right. So then, so then uh, you get uh, the backstage. Um, Corbin yelling at Angle. Angle saying mm-hmm. he's doing what Step uh, told him to do. And then you get Ziggler and McIntyre going, you know, where's Step? And so then, uh, and then so the Corbin comes up. Into a match with uh, with Prince Pretty himself, Tyler Breeze, and of course, uh, obviously, obviously gets that. Then announces that uh, Finn Balor is going to be facing Jinder Mahal. But wait a second, it's going to be a handicap match, and Jinder's partner is going to be Kevin Owens. And so then Kurt Angle comes out and says he's the one who yeah. makes the matches around here. And so, no, this will not be a handicap match. It will be a tag team match. And out comes Finn's partner, yeah. Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it gives them fans, let me tell you. Oh, I, I yeah. love him. And that was some... Oh. That was some... Awesome, you know. I mean, again, very, you know, very good, uh, very good match on the on the on all four, um, and uh, you know, nice uh, outside, nice outside uh, work on Strowman's part as usual. Um, 
And then, uh, so. My name is over $10 million. I hear a voice. Whose voice is that? I don't know. And how did it Who's get in? Who's got $10 million and when are you giving it to me? What? Oh, I always hear voices in my head. Okay. One of my, one of my guests sitting yeah. here watching yeah. 205 yeah. Live and hearing voices. He says, I'm hearing the voices yeah. in my head, honey. That's what he I hear voices with. in my head. They talk to me. They the understand. So... They okay. talk to me. Ah. They talk. To me. They tell me things I shouldn't do. They tell me things I'll do to you. They talk to me. Shall we go on? <laughs> now, now, let's let's Where add your thing we did. Okay. So, um, Sean, 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 you have background noise. You're being muted. Oh. When your background yeah. noise is gone, Sean, unmute yourself, please. Sounds like he's having a fight. And, yeah. Oh, and then, and no. then, and then from, and then from there, you get uh, um, next segment with uh, Kurt trying to call Seth, Dolphin Drew coming in, saying if they, oh, if he doesn't sign the contract, then. And there's no match. And then once you look at the contract, and then from yeah. there we get uh, we get an indie guy um, who Sean happens to know that's uh, working right. under the name of that uh, came under the, the name of Ricky Roberts. Okay, was this the guy that came out for uh, um, who, uh, freaking Elijah Elias? For Elias, yeah. That's what we're talking about. The one he said he couldn't yep. play guitar, but one day he'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Sean knows yep. him. With it is all about so. Dean Ambrose. I know, honey. I know. Okay, and we'll get to Dean so. Ambrose. I promise. So, <laughs> any, so anyway, um, so anyway, um, that uh, you know, Elias. Uh, Talks about his okay. uh, Gramercy Theater performance that he's going to be doing uh, this this weekend, the SummerSlam weekend. Which this is a legit performance, folks. He is going to be doing an actual concert. Um, uh-huh. And so, I, then, I be, so okay. then, all right, all right. Um, he's doing an actual concert, so we have to put up with this shit again. All right, I had to see it on the WWE Network, wasting my time with Elias Live from Brooklyn or wherever the hell it was from, or the Bronx or yeah. some shit. Okay, all right, he he cannot write. Sure, you can play guitar, buddy, but have somebody write your damn lyrics for you because I would boo you and throw my drink at you. I'm sorry, I don't care. Yeah, you know what? If you want to do a concert for money. Do it online and have them send you money because nobody wants to hear that shit. Let people pick and choose on who wants to hear it because I tell you straight up, mm-mm, mm-mm. who wants to puke on Elias? Never, I don't want to walk with you. If we're going to walk with you, I'm going to look at you, turn my head, projectile puke, and keep walking. No. Mm-mm. Now, if you want to write some song lyrics and play guitar this and have a hardcore hippie, that's an electric Eric Freedom, and you're oh, listening to him. the Graveyard Radio Network. What? Peace and okay, love, baby. Peace and love. 
Okay, I have no idea where that. Okay, um, Sean, if you did that, not cool. If you didn't, sorry, I said you did. But yeah, that's cool. So so anyway so anyway, the poor anyway the poor sap winds up. He take he uh, takes guitar that uh, Elias gives him, smashes Bobby Lashley with it, and promptly gets planted. And then uh, and then from there we get the uh, uh, three team match between the Deleters of Worlds, the Revival, and the B team for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um. And uh, this is a very significant match, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. Um, now the B team, B team won, but the big thing about it was that um, it looks like this was Matt's final match ever. Yes. Um. That's what messed up, you think? Well, and here's and here's the and here's the situation. According to the report, um, the if you, if you notice, Matt has been walking a little bit off lately. It is because his spine is fusing into his pelvis. Oh my 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 my! And he's going through so, extreme pain. Do you think that he'll he'll? Well, Sundays is SummerSlam. Do you think maybe Sun Sundays is last match? Well, they're see him well, they're not ending. He's in the middle. Well, they're you know, well, they're not. Like they're not. They're not on. They're not booked on the on the on the card. So so just B team and and Woken Woken Hardy and. Uh, no, 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 B-team, no, no, um, no, B-team against the Revival, which is part of the uh, pre-show. Okay. So and we'll get okay. and we'll get into that in a, in a little while. Um, I'm so confused, folks. I have no freaking clue. Sean, I know you're here. Speak it. But. Uh, then you get, uh, then you get, uh, oh, uh, you see Roman coming as uh, as the B team has their has their party, um, and then uh, and then to the next uh, segment about the um, Ziggler Rollins match where Ziggler gets upset about the clause that says that uh, Seth has the right to have somebody in his corner. And Kurt says, "Hey, it's only fair. You have you have Drew. Seth has the right to have somebody with him." And Dolph says, "Hey, it doesn't matter because Seth's not going to be here." But, and then yeah, you get, then you get the uh, right, and then you get the what I call the cell, the big cell yeah. that. Made finally made Sunday a let's let's watch this let's watch this well let's say it's cell number one okay because I consider there being two cells in this and that is 
um, Roman, where with Paul Heyman, where Heyman. Well, okay, so someone showed up in the background. Uh, I don't know. Someone's got to show up in the background, maybe. Well, I'm sitting here. I see a bu- I see a bunch of open lines. I don't know why we have all that have all that many people on open that shouldn't be. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever so, background noise is happening, people, right. please um, yeah. refrain from making background noise. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. Right. So any so anyway. Um, and then, and then, of course, um, then uh, you know, Paul get, offers get to make Hurry Roman up. a Paul Heyman guy. And <laughs> as, uh, as Roman's looking over the paper, Paul brings out the pepper spray, sprays Roman in uh, the face, like blinds him, and, like sets him and sets him up for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Okay, I all right. I, be, I as Brock comes down, he he hands the belt to Heyman and, and comes in and starts destroying Roman. Now, I've noticed it. My 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 bestie Ashley has noticed it. I'm pretty sure the whole universe, including yourself and and whoever else is listening, noticed it. Brock has a neck. Did you notice? He has a neck. He drops size. His arms are tiny. Did you see? Him? Did you notice it? Well, Brock now has a neck. He never used to have that a neck. Means, now he has a neck. Right. Which means he's I probably think, cycled down. And I think he's cycling down because he has to meet a weight care, uh, um, he has to meet well, his weight class in UFC. Well, not only weight class. Because he was smaller but in the UFC. He passed it, but he also has to pass a drug test. A wellness policy. Yes. Because yeah. remember. He uh, he he went through he went through a uh, a one year suspension. Uh huh. That's right. Because that because of uh, the uh, fight at UFC 200. But still, it still looked very very big with um oh with with Lesnar just. Hammering the crap out of Roman, out of a blinded Roman. We've, we've got it. We've got to be you know, fair about that. And um, go and go ahead and go from and go from there. Now, um, now from now from that, um, then we go to uh, Titus Worldwide. Partnering up with Bobby Roode against the authors of Pain and uh, Mojo Raleigh. Um, not mm-hmm. a long match, but it was still a decent match. It's and Bobby right Roode, Titus Worldwide. Get it. Um, okay. It's not me. Hold on. I've got to find it, okay? Let me find it. All right? It's not there. Not there. It's if you can't hear it, Sean, it is you. I hear it too. Hold on. I'm not being a bitch. I'm and I don't know what's coming it. up, but Sean, you are and awful loud. Sean, Sean, 
I just muted you. It is so you. Thank you. Find your background noise. I have none. It's gone now, but there was because I muted you. Yeah, there was, Sean. Sean, I'm not being a bitch. And you know it. I'm doing what you tell me to do. Find the background noise, and I found it. So. All right. All right. So, so then we get uh, Sasha coming out for her uh, for her match with the returning Ruby Riot. Um, oh, Ruby Riot! I am so glad you're back. Thank you, darling, for coming back. And Sarah Logan, who is one of our personal friends, who's called in and let us speak to her wonderful self at least ten times. <laughs> yep. Yep. To be almost a and- regular. Call in to talk to me. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So of course, uh, so of course, Ruby gets the Ruby gets the win to uh, you know re- to reestablish herself. Yep. I'm loving her hair. Her is, hair's a lot longer. She's she's actually she's not as pale as she used to. They made her tan or they made her fake and bake or whatever. But she's looking a lot better. She looks healthy because she used to look so white and pasty. Like we're talking Marilyn Manson. Yeah, was wasn't as white as her. Okay, it, yeah, <laughs> I, I love her. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not putting her down. Her hair's longer. Her hair looks incredible. Oh man, I I I've always liked her from the second she walked in. Cause well, uh, I like my punk rock girl, right? Cause well, I'm a punk rock girl. Well, I used to be. So yep. yeah, I think I love so. her. I love her own a bit. I love I love and appreciate what she can do in the ring and what she can do on the mic and out of the ring herself. And yeah, yeah, welcome back, Ruby Riot. Yep, yep. Which then, Church which then leads yes, to, which then leads to, cell number two. So mm-hmm. Kurt Angle comes out and says, "Hey, he's not going to suspend Brock because he wants he wants Roman to basically." Beat the crap out of him at SummerSlam. Then Dolphin Drew come out, and then um, Kurt goes to introduce Seth. No Seth. So Ziggler starts talking smack. Oh and, my God! Hold on, hold on. Pause on right. that. All right, I am the fan's perspective, and Ziggy, I am annoyed with you right now. Why did you use a flat iron to your hair last night? Okay. <laughs> you, you look, oh my God! Like it, 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 he looked like a wet Ashley. Yeah, he, yeah, he looked like if a, a poodle got took if somebody straightened all their hair out. Okay, it was bad. It was really bad. It was oh I appreciate your attire. I appreciate your heelness. I appreciate everything about you, but dude, 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 don't relax your hair. Okay, be like me when someone offered, uh, walking through the mall one day, and somebody came out with a flat iron when they first came out, and I just looked at them, made the sign of the cross, and hissed. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Walk away from my hair. It's awful. Anyways, so Ziggy comes out, does his spiel, and sitting there going going on about how he can have somebody. He was earlier behind stage saying, I can have somebody come down to the ring with me for SummerSlam. It's in my contract. It's in my contract. It's an option. It's an option. Blah, 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 blah. Muffin. Right. 
And then, so, and so yeah, he signs. Like, well, yeah, he says, gonna, he says, let's yeah. let's do this so it's officially a forfeit. And he signs it, yep. hands it to Kurt. Then all of a sudden, music hits, and out comes Seth. Yeah, and Seth freaking Seth Rollins. Says, and Seth says, "Yeah, you know, I got to apologize. I I kind of told a little fib. I said I have travel issues." Which I did, but, it wasn't but they weren't my travel issues. My travel issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, says, <laughs> you're you know, irritating you Ashley's soul. You, yeah. <laughs> says you've got you've got you've got a maniac Scotsman in your corner. You got a maniac I have a in lunatic. I have a lunatic in mine. And the and, yeah. and I mean. The, I mean, the the crowd reaction was instantaneous. Oh my God! Well, I mean, seriously. Anybody, okay. I mean, the, the you crowd. You should have been in I, my living room. You should have been in my living room. I my husband is unwakeable. You can make as much noise as you want once he's in the bedroom and, and sleeping. Um, I woke him and knocked a little bit of my voice off. I had to drink three teas to make it sound like this, because I was sounding a little uh, Kathleen Turner. If you know what I mean. Oh, 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 there you go. So Ambrose Larry. returned. He is back. We're he not there in. yet. We're not there yeah. yet. Relax. Yeah. We need to tell so, the story. So the two of so them just relax. Charging right. The two of them come charging in the ring. Beat the crap out of Ziggy. And Looney Scotty. Yeah, and then, absolutely ape shit. And I don't care. Then, I don't care what you say, Ashley. Ambrose's new look is great. Okay, she thinks he needs more hair. He needs his hair back. Yeah, no one needs his hair back, but I'm loving the beard. You have to admit, does he not look? Come on, he looks like he could be shameless. Guys, guys, have a little debate on your time. Okay. Yep. We've been doing it all day. <laughs> all right. But, yes, so, but then comes, then comes the foreshadowing. Because yeah. the next, because when, after they clear out the ring, <laughs> Seth and Dean stand side by side. Dean, Dean sticks his fist out. Seth sticks his fist out. And contact Dean Smith, which leaves a spot open in the middle. Okay. Which, which, okay, leads us to this is the this is the hot little rumor that is going on. Um, So potential spoiler, folks, uh, as far as um, Sunday goes. So if you don't want to hear this. Uh, take your headphones off, mute your speakers for a moment, because here's what uh, here's what they're talking about um, over on uh, Raja.com. The idea is that Reigns is going to finally get a clean win over Lesnar for the Universal Title. Lesnar will then attack Reigns. After the match, to save 
be made by Rollins and Ambrose. And then the reunited Shield delivers the Shield bomb to Lesnar. And that that's it. Bye-bye, Brock, for a while. Yeah. Then you bring back the most popular faction in WWE in recent in recent history. All right. Well, we're going to take like a short break before two fists, the two okay, fists. All right, all right, wait, 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 wait a minute. Clue. Wait a minute, Sean. So, all right. All right, yeah. yeah. I I okay, I had to I had to drink tea in order to have a voice, so um I need to pee and Sean Sean suggested we take a okay. musical break, so okay. I agree with him. Um, so, sure, yeah, okay. my I have Katie, a Jim Cornette Katie, platter tonight. Yeah. Okay, Katie. Yeah. Um, hit that. Hit the hit the break song that I've that I've got set up for that. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't remember what it's listed as. Can you? Um, it's listed as break song. It's listed it, as break song. Are you? There's no hyphen, no nothing. Tuesday break song, wasn't it? Yeah, break song Tuesday. That's no. I thought it was Tuesday break song. No, it's break song hyphen. Okay, Tuesday. I'll just put that in. Great. Song hyphen Tuesday. Okay, will you let me bloody well type? Thank you. Great. So, great hey, song it was on one up. Take it. I did. It didn't let me type it in. Give me a minute. Okay, break okay. song. All one world. No break. Oh, I found song. it. I got it. Found it. Okay. All right. All right. We All right. we uh, uploaded a little something uh, something for Sean. He'll know exactly we were. We were fooling around with a song on Raw last night, and we thought it would be kind of cute and funny to uh, play it now. (laughs) So enjoy our little break song. Can I get an 
And welcome back, folks. You are you are here on a Tuesday night for Tuesday Night Turmoil in the ER. We hope you like it so far. And you were just listening to Hallelujah by Shim. Shim is a band with the former frontman of Sick Puppies. Uh, you'll remember them for some of their tunes like Riptide and uh, You're Going Down and uh, just some great tunes from Sick Puppies. So Sick Puppies is now Shim, and we wanted to bring you some of their newer music, and that's what we try to do here on Tuesday Night Turmoil, and I try to do it on Wednesday nights too. I will go and scounger the newest rock songs and find them and upload them here uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, There was actually a song that I'm going to play again right now, uh, and then we're going to get back into things. For Katie, because she didn't get to hear it all. She dropped it before she got to hear it all. So this is for you, Katie. I got to hear it. This is is for you, Katie. You can't even play guitar. You know what? You.
And welcome back to Tuesday Night right. Turmoil live inside in the ER. This is Rampage Rants, and that was for Katie. That is brand new stuff by a chick that I think has a lot of voice That's potential. Uh, that was Flawless by Dorothy. And we'll be bringing you some newer rock uh, in just a little while. Probably, uh, we'll, we'll probably close with a different song tonight rather than closing time. So stick with us for that. Um, I want to remind everybody that tomorrow night we will be joined by the outlaw, Joel Deaton. Um, we haven't talked to him in a while, so this will be quite the interesting interview. And right. you want to be here for that. It's Wrestling Authority I'm... Radio live at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, right back here on Evolution Radio Network. And I'm also going to call Bob Cook. Um and uh, see if he'll join us uh, and hopefully stay awake <laughs> so that he can actually call in. <laughs> um, Wednesday, August 29th will be our ladies' night. It will be another glow spe- glowing spectacular. We invite you to be right. here with us with the la- uh, original ladies of uh, the Glow series. So right. be a part of that. And, and, yeah, and, uh, and, I've, and they've got some news about a uh, big upcoming event i've already seen the sneak preview on it uh april i uh, got april gave me gave me a uh, sneak uh look at everything the other day and uh i'll just i'll just say i'll just say this it looks good that's all um, that's all I, i'll I've say got about some, it i've got some announcements at this time obviously i want to get into our anniversary which will be October 2nd and October 3rd. It'll be here before you know what I promise you that. And then August, or uh, not sorry, August, October 31st, uh, we are not, even though we were, are adults, we are not committing to trick-or-treating. On that night, we are going to bring you... Uh, our... Hold on a second. Um, I, I trick-or-treat. This has been made aware every year. I'm going as group this year, so if you want to do a Halloween episode and I'm not here, don't be pissed off because it's uh, tradition. I trick-or-treat every year. Tough kitty kitty. Uh, Halloween this year, we are going to bring you... The next Promoters Roundtable, um, it may be a mix of trainers and promoters. It's something we've never done before. But we're going to be talking to Rudy Boy Gonzalez. We're going to be, hopefully be talking to Danny Cage, who has some major news. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Afa and Sika and see if one of them can call in to talk about their training school. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an explosive night. Obviously, anniversary, you don't want to miss it. It's a two-night special event. We're going to have lots of guests from the past and uh, even some future guests that we've been hoping to get on for quite some time with us on October 2nd and October 3rd. And then mark your calendars now. Uh, October 31st is our crossover roundtable. And we're going to have some women promoters. Um, Tina Gant will be back with us. She's been taking a hiatus. But she's back. She's got a brand new company that she's going to be talking about that she's going to be promoting. And we're going to have so much fun with that. Um, Definitely a lot of fun. There's some other things that Steve and I are working on in between these weeks and in between these dates that is going to knock your socks off. Um, And we're going to be putting up a poll on our Facebook page, on the Wrestling Authority Radio Facebook page, 
on who you want to see. Yeah. Now, um, now it's now we're not now we're not going to be unrealistic about it, folks. This these will be people that we've had on previously that we know we can get. No, we're not going to try and get an HA Styles or somebody like that because we know that we can't. Yeah, we know we can't. Okay, we've we've tried. We have let's let's put it this way. We have tried. We have tried to get uh, WWE talent on on here before, and we have been turned down. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to say no twice to me. I get it the first time. That well, and that's just it. We don't set our standards higher than what they should be. Um, will we bring no. you a name out of our hat? Yes, we will pull a name out of our hat for anniversary. We're not going to tell you who it is, yeah. but there will be right. a mystery guest here. And as I said on the previous week's episodes, because of the connection that Steve Kane and this individual have, don't be surprised if Road Warrior Animal calls back in on anniversary. He was with us on anniversary one. This is our five-year anniversary. We're going to do things to make it spectacular. And boy, are we going to go over some controversial things with our guests. Um, we're going we're gonna to sit down and pick a hot topic for one of the nights and just do a roundtable with our guests of that hot topic, whether it be garbage wrestling or the industry today or what have you. Um, but we're going to have some fun, and we always do. And I want to take this moment while I can to thank each and every one of you that have tuned in each and every week and made this podcast what it's been. We are uh, grossing 250 to 350 people a week. Um, through all of our sources, uh, be it blog talk, be it um, speaker, be it all of the other sources that we have that you can get this show in your hands, um, we're doing very well, and we'd like to do even better. Um, I'm going to say this now. My challenge for everybody is to get the Wrestling Authority radio page up to 1,700 by October. We're not that very far from it. So what I need everybody to do is tell somebody that doesn't know about it and get them to come and like our page and let's, let's get that 1700. Um, Yeah. Let's get that 1700 folks. Let's get that rising up. Tell everybody, tell tell your friends, tell your mothers, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your dogs, your cats, and your lizards. Since I have two. Because uh, (laughs) the thing about it is this combined wrestling experience on this show is probably about, I'm, I'm going to put it at 50 years. Steve's got more than I've got. I've got 16 years, uh, 16 years going on 20. Uh, 20 will be here before I know it. And yeah. Steve's been around over 30 years. So yep. um, um, it's I'm, one of those things. I've only been around a little bit, and I'm not really around. I'm just here for the ride. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things that if you're looking for a podcast that has two or three individuals that know their shit because we educated Katie well enough to know her shit as well, you want to listen to our product. There are a lot of other uh, products yeah. out there, and I'm not shitting on anybody, but I'm going to say... No, we won't that, shit on anybody because just, just because we... Well, we have the Stoner Brothers on last week, and they got their own podcast, and I'm sure it's a fabulous a fabulous piece of work to listen to. So we're not going to shit on anybody. 
Why would we? But no. But the thing about it is this. If you're looking for a podcast run by true professionals, you're not going to find one any better than right here. We know what we're talking about. We have the experience to back it up. There are a lot of people out there that have no experience in the wrestling business, and this is going to bring me to my next topic. We're going to go into this, and then we're going to go into SmackDown, because I need to cover this before I bite somebody's fucking head off. All right. Um, Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Discretion advised. Uh, the, Steve oh, the and thoughts I, and opinion. Hold on. The thoughts and opinions of of Sean and Steve are not the thoughts and opinions of Block Talk Radio, nor are the thoughts and opinions of Chaotic Katie or the shows. These are their own opinions, nobody else's, and I didn't give them to them. So enjoy or don't enjoy. Go ahead, boys. We came across an individual that uh, I'm going to out right now. His name is Eric. Uh, uh-huh. He is probably about 350 pounds. He was on the oh, ring crew at one. He was on the ring crew at one point with his friend, and I won't speak bad about his friend because his friend is dead. But I will say this much: um, for two bigger men, they sure as hell couldn't move a wrestling ring very fast to get it set up. Um, Eric attended Dreamwave shows and would continuously rip all over them, but turn around and buy a season ticket. And now we have found out that Eric likes to go publicly online and out problems that he sees with Ring of Honor, well, and Impact, and NXT, and WWE, and all of this. Shit. And that, I'm, I'm going to let Steve take over in a second. Well, I am going to say it's, it's that he outs problems, it's that he makes accusations. Against Eric mm-hmm. certain people. Eric wanted to be a wrestler no, he himself. Accu- he he has accusations and he just likes to be a keyboard fucking hero and say shit about people because he can. Because well, freedom of speech, y'all. Freedom of speech. America. America. Yeah. America. Uh, um, America. This guy wanted to be a wrestler, and because of his size, he has been turned down many times to be a professional wrestler uh, in lots of different companies because, obviously, his size is not something that warrants him being a wrestler. Um, So the thing about it is this. He's been a loyal fan of mine since we started down here, and I appreciate that. But what I don't appreciate are his comments 
like um, I, I wish Ronda Rousey would get raped. Yeah. I mean, okay, everybody, everybody has their opinion. Everybody has, has her opinion that she's been moved up the ladder a little too quickly. I don't like it either, but she has kind of learned it at the same time. Um, it's not what you know, it's who you know sometimes. And there's that. But she has proved herself. So so be it. It doesn't mean that, you know, just because you don't like her and don't think that she deserves where she is. And sure, be a keyboard hero, but that doesn't mean you wish any kind of violent act against anybody especially a woman. Like, do you not have a mother, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a niece, a grandmother? You know? Like, come on, man. Show, show some class. Show some tact. Go ahead, Steve. Well, like I say, it's, you know, it's a, it's a case where um, yesterday he called Ronda Rousey a, tran- a tranny. Yeah, he did. Certainly did. Now, now tonight, he called Roman Reigns a pedophile. Mm-hmm. The man is a father. He is a good father. Damn good father. To call him something like that is one of the sickest, most disgusting things that... Not- you can that that you can yeah. that you can say especially about a guy that you don't know. In fact, it actually um, the legal definition is libel because it's defamation a printed word. Yeah, defamation of character. Yeah. Too. So um, so realistically, I mean, not that uh, not that uh, Joe Anoa'i would even bother with Eric. But if Joe were to see that, Joe could conceivably sue Eric. Oh, big time. For libel and defamation of character. Well, here's what I don't get, guys. And I'm going to take a step backwards here. You shit all over Dreamwave, but you constantly buy a season pass. You constantly shit all over WWE, yet you tune in every week. Mm-hmm. I think at one point he was even shitting at AAW saying PWX was better. And I said, if you think PWX is better than AWA or AAW, then you've got some really rose-colored glasses, and I want some of whatever you're smoking out of your peace pipe. Uh-huh. Me too, because yeah. I said shit. Oh, so, I, I I don't understand it. If you're going to shit all over somebody's products, why continue to go? Why continue to tune in? Why continue to support? Exactly. Exactly. That's what. So this that's is my advice that uh, Bob Cook has said. This is my Any advice time. for Eric. You need to shut the fuck up. My advice, plain and simple. You don't have yep. to like it. You don't have to agree with it, but uh, you'll damn sure respect it. Respect my authority. <laughs> no, no. Respect my authority. <laughs> oh, my God. I am tired of these fans that couldn't get into the wrestling business even if they tried or had a million dollars. 
And they want to sit there and judge independent products. They want to judge the big time products. They don't know what they couldn't book their way out. They couldn't book a high school dance, let alone a good wrestling show. But they have all these genius ideas. Well, blah, 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 blah. Hoo, 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 hoo. Blah, blah, blah. Yakety, schmackety, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yakety, schmackety. I mean, I don't have a problem with fat people, but I am going to say this. If you're too fat to be in a wrestling ring, you're too fat to be in a wrestling ring. If you're that out of shape, that a trainer looks at you and says there is no way that you are going to be a wrestler, you have to accept that. And I don't think Eric has accepted that and likes that. Because it's even advice that I've given. ROH has has the Beer City Brawler, and he's got a, a tag team partner for himself. I can't remember his name off the top of my head at this very moment, and I feel really bad for that. But they call the bouncers, and they're big. They're big, boys. They're big. But they can move. They're athletic. And they can move. Yeah, the word word that they used to use in my day was barrel-chested. Oh, no, they're they're keg-chested. No, they're past... No, no, mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Keg, keg is probably a more appropriate definition, especially for yeah. uh, for for BCB. He's oh yeah, he, he, looks, I, I he looks he looks like he <laughs> he looks like he actually swallowed the entire keg. And no, I don't he's, mean I don't mean but, the contents of the keg. I'm he, talking. Yeah. He took the keg itself, unhinged his jaw, and got it and down there. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. I'm tired if of you hear a sloshing sound, it's the beer inside the keg that he swallowed. <laughs> I, uh, but the I, guy I, is I, a heck of an athlete. I, 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 I will, I will admit it. Well, and that's just it. You can't have a guy that's 400 pounds that gets blown up on his way to the ring. And what I mean by yeah. that is from the curtain to the ring, that walk has got him so exhausted that he ain't even going to be able to get in the ring. Um, I'm tired yeah. of those fa- kind of fans. I'm tired of fans that think they know it all. I'm tired of fans that wouldn't. I'm tired of. Uh, we're going to continue this for just a little while. There were a couple companies last week that Steve and I didn't name. One of them is SNPW. SNPW has some great wrestling talent, and they run in. Um, well, where the fuck hey, do they run? Typing to me while I'm trying to be on a radio show. Okay. Sorry, I can't talk to y'all at once. They run in Crossville, Illinois, and I'm sorry, their shows do not always draw the best and don't always have the best quality talent. Uh, Pondo has worked there down there. There's been a couple others that have worked down there, but Sam Cosby is known for not booking the best wrestling talent. The other one that we forgot to name last week is uh, HHCW, which we talked about him, Rex Gill. This is a guy that had bubble wrap for padding on his ring and thought that it was an acceptable form of padding to have on a wrestling ring. We talked about RCW and why RCW is on that list. We talked about everybody that is associated or in the Cottage Hills wrestling area that is a part of that. Um, I think it's disgusting. I think anybody training those individuals uh, 
should really have a look at themselves and and see why they're doing it. If it's money related, obviously these guys aren't paying that much money. Um, if it's not wrestling related and it's some form of other relation, then um, get out of it because these guys are not the next generation. They are people that shouldn't have been trained to begin with. And now that you're training them, they will go around and train somebody else and, and the vicious cycle will continue. Um, I don't know why it will continue, uh, but I have reasons to believe that it's because of improper training. So at this time, uh, we've said that, and we're going to get into this, and I promise we will get into SmackDown and all of SummerSlam. Katie and Steve, if you can hear me, that would be great if you could. Uh, I can hear if, you. Yeah, okay. I hear you. Um, what we're going to do at this time is take a brief moment of silence to remember, obviously, the fallen. We have lost a lot of people uh, from July into August. Um, obviously, Brickhouse Brown, Brian Christopher Lawler, um, Nikolai Volkov, the one that we lost from Omega. I mean, yeah, there's um, it, it's, yeah, ter- yeah, Terry, Terry Cadell. It's re- yeah, it's really hit hard. Uh, we lost yeah. another one this morning. Jim the Anvil Nightheart uh, had yeah. a grand mal seizure and hit his head and bled internally to death, and it could not be stopped. Um, there was nothing that could be done about it. But we also lost former AAA star Arturo, Arturo Hernandez. Hernandez, who competed as El Picudo. El Picudo and Devil Rocker. Okay. I know who so, this is. And then, and then uh, Doc, Doc Dean, who was a uh, British star and was the uh, tag team partner of Robbie Brookside, who is, of course, uh, one of the uh, trainers for WWE. Yes, we have lost three people. It happened in threes again. So this is for these individuals. They will be greatly missed. Uh, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, Arturo Hernandez, and Doc Dean. Um, we're going to go over and let our callers go over Jim the Anvil, Nightheart. First, we're going to start with Rob. Rob, you're live. Hey, how's it going, guys? I hey, wish you were doing better. I wish, uh, wish uh, death wasn't still a thing, but uh, it's inevitable, so you can't stop death. Father time will not, it has not been pinned. Father time will never be pinned. Um, it, you know, it sucks. Very, very it, true. Uh, his number was very called true. to the greatest Royal Rumble in the sky, and there's not much we can do about that. But, I mean, we can always remember the times that he gave us and the, and the person that he was. Well, 
you can you will always remember that trademark laugh. Uh, it was Absolutely. almost like the Ted DiBiase's laugh. With the beard pull. And then you can always uh, remember the beard. You don't understand. I miss him so yes. much right now. He was the my favorite. Pull. It was always the beard pull. Yeah, there's that. You got to understand, okay? I'm a ginger kid, too. And back in the day, I was a buck two freckle-faced ginger kid. So just, and, and flat-chested, no hips, no ass. So just imagine the teasing I took. So when you see someone with your hair color acting tough and kicking ass, and taking names and not caring who any who has to come up to him and say a damn word about his appearance, especially because he's wearing pink. That gives you hope, okay? That that makes you feel stronger when you're a kid. So thank you, Mr. Nider. Thank you. Um, Jimmy and Nightheart had two runs with the WWF. Um, he had the one where he was uh, part of the original Heart Foundation with uh, all of them with Bret Hart and British Bulldog. And then the reformed Heart Foundation, which came later in the 90s to combat DX. And um, he also had a brief stint with WCW that we can't forget. So Jim the Anvil Nightheart was quite the traveled individual. Um, uh-huh. he, he did a lot of good for every place that he went to. Uh, there's a story that I'm going to tell now. So gather around, children. It is story time. Yeah, yeah and there, ain't no bedtime story, lady, so listen up. There is a story that was told to me about Jimmy Anvil Neidhart's appearance at Dreamwave Wrestling against Dan Lawrence. And the referee supposedly counted the three on Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart stormed in the back screaming because they let this Dan Lawrence get the three count over Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Don't know if it was gimmick or not, but uh, I don't believe it was gimmick. I believe it was real, and I believe it was a shoot. And I don't know why you would pay somebody that kind of money to come in only to have somebody shoot on them and, and get a free count on them without their acceptance. Um, now, this is all hearsay and innuendo, but if it did happen, uh, I would not be surprised if Jim shoot into Jay Repsol's ass more than once and took a good bite out of it. Um, oh, don't, don't mention, don't oh mention Jay Repsol and his and his rear end. Okay, uh, why, why don't we want to mention Jay Russell and his rear end? Does uh, he got a stinky Rudy Tooty stanky booty or something? No, no that is the um, booty. That is the booty that Fan Man took frozen hot dogs and stuck up there. Oh my sweet Jesus, Marion Joseph, hot dogs, uh, frozen hot dogs. Yes, mm-hmm. while while he was passed out. Why? Because he was the first one to pass out after the well, after Hey, party. man, no, no. When, when they're the first ones to pass out, what you do is you either shave their head or you get your girlfriend to come paint them up all pretty. Okay, that's the kind of things you do. Girls freeze each other's bras and, and that kind of thing. Like, come on, man. You're violating him, and it's not even with a butt plug. How many hot dogs? Three. 
Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. And we don't know how big these hot dogs are, folks. Are they like just normal size hot dogs? Are they the big, fat, you know, stadium hot dogs you get? Are they the armor hot dogs? What, what, you know, are they Oscar Mayer? Oscar Mayer is a pretty fucking big, too. You know, I think, are they cheese filled? Like, what? What? We think, oh my. Well, that is not supposed to be used. You have those inside. I need to blow my nose. I need to blow my nose, excuse me. (laughs) Wow. Um, Only leave it to Sandman to do something like that. Um, You know, that's one of those things Sandman will do. So don't pass out around the Sandman or you might end up with frozen hot dogs up your butt. Yeah. Um, You know, I have a lot of respect for Reptile. I don't think that that was called for, but it did happen. Um, But if Reptile did this to Jim the Anvil Nightheart, then maybe the uh, hot dogs up the rectum isn't the first isn't the worst thing that he ever had because if Jimmy Anvil Nightheart took a piece of his ass, it was not good. And I don't mean a piece of his ass sexually. I mean, a piece of his ass, like he chewed his ass so bad that he's got a piece of it on his wall. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't fuck the finish. Well, you don't fuck the finish and you don't dishonor a legend in that stature. That's right. No. It's one thing if the legend agreed to lose, but if he didn't agree to lose and you fucking counted a fucking fast three count on him, oh, good God, help help you. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, well, that'll stop I would never, <laughs> unless, unless the guy was my champion and I had to get the belt off of him, there would be no way in fucking hell that finish would ever be done like that. Oh, I don't absolutely do not. Like, like I said, that'll I stop fucking like quick. That. I don't do stuff like that to my workers. The one thing that I had to do at my last show, and I hated even doing that, but they got out of hand. They were using everything in sight. I had to, I had to do a double disqualification yeah. on a match because yeah. it got that out of hand. We and they cost we, me my We had to, we had to throw, yeah, we had to throw the match out. You know, a shoot throw out. Yes. Oh wow. Wow. Because they they would not listen to security. They would not fucking drop all the shit. We had chairs that had damage to them. We had garbage cans that had damage to them. We had shovels that had damage to them. We had everything that they could get their fucking hands on. And I'm like, no, I told you to use the ring post and the fucking concrete wall. That's all I told you to use. If you can put somebody through a concrete wall, you're doing pretty damn good. I don't think the concrete is going to give. <laughs> so I told them, use the metal ring post, use the concrete wall. Don't use anything else. If you want to chuck a guy into the front row and everybody moves, that's fine. But don't pick up the chairs and start bashing each other with them because they're not my chairs. <laughs> it would be different if I had a gimmick chair there that they knew they could pick up. And I used to do that. And I'll tell you how right. I used to do it. Monster used to be one of my sponsors. I had a big-ass monster sticker that I stuck on a black steel chair. You knew if you needed a steel chair to use in your fucking match, you better grab the that one with the chair you were going to use, right. Or yeah. there was going to be hell to pay. So... 
that's different. Okay, if they're using venue chairs and chairs that I've had donated to to rent for this event, then it's a problem. And we lost our security deposit. And I was pissed because in all my years of running, I have never lost my security deposit. Never. Wow. I was livid. And Steve King turned as red as I could even imagine. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and when and when you're bald, that means your entire head, your face all the way around, is red. I walked back into that dressing room, and people people were people were it was yeah, let's put it this way, it was like I was Moses and they were the Red Sea. Right. <laughs> And that wasn't the only one to get a hold of them, because I'm going to tell everybody something that they didn't know. I did not pay for the venue for uh, Russell Wars 2. That was out of Tyler Bodine's pocket, out of the goodness of his heart, because originally we were supposed to get the venue free, and then they turned around and said that they needed 400 bucks. So Tyler took that with one of my other backers, and they split that and let Russell Wars 2 happen. If it hadn't been for them, it wouldn't have happened. Um, I had the money for the venue. It's not that. It's just they stepped up to the plate when they weren't expected to, and it helped out tremendously. Uh, Because of them, we were able to give $300 to the um, Tornado Relief Fund. So I want to thank Tyler Bodine for the goodness in his heart and for being such a great guy uh, for that. But he was pissed. He was the first one to get a hold of all those four. Because they came back to the back, and Steve, you weren't back there yet. And all you heard was Tyler Bodine screaming at the top of his lungs at these four. I believe that. He was pissed. Because he was on the board at the YMCA we were running. And then we turn around and do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. I felt so horrible. I mean, Steve Kane went up. Steve Kane and I went up to the owner of the YMCA and said we didn't plan for this, you know, but we still got docked the security fee. So of course, and rightfully so. If I would have been in that guy's shoes and that happened, I would have charged the security deposit as well. You forfeit Mm -hmm. that. You did damage to my property. Wow. Uh, that will never happen again because I'm going to tell you if you cost me my security deposit, guess what? It's coming out of your payday. And you can come work a show for me for free because you're going to get I'm going to get two paydays out of whatever you cost me as the security deposit, if not 3 to 4. No shit. If you cost me if you cost me a security deposit of $200, guess what? You're working four shows for me for free. And if you can't do that, then I'm going to go around to every promoter and tell them what you did and why they shouldn't book you. Because I don't play games. It's one thing I've learned. I don't play games. I don't put up with bullshit. If you want to come in and destroy a venue, that's on you. And you will fucking pay for it. Absolutely. Because it's my reputation on the line. I'm the one that wants to run that venue month after month. I will not let some guy come in and be a fucking total douchebag and fucking put somebody through a wall 
and be like, oh, I'm sorry it happened. Fuck you, it happened. You put that motherfucker through that wall intentionally, you're going to pay for it. I'm not. What were they thinking? But I've seen it, Rob. I have seen people in a venue for the very first time and put somebody through a fucking wall. It's fucked up. What, what business you got doing that? And like, what kind of wow. YMCA have? Like, you can put somebody into a wall. You don't have to put them through it. Like, come on now. I'm not. I'm not Holy fucking. Shit. That's just stupidness. That's stupidity. You don't need well, to. And the it. thing about it is this: What did that do to increase the audience? What did that do to pop the audience? It didn't fuck all. You just fucked up my relationship with the venue, and now I got to pay to repair that because your son of a bitch ass ain't going to pay for it. I already know that. (laughs) So, what the fuck? And this is the thing that that promoters are letting people get away with, and it blows my fucking mind. It absolutely blows my fucking mind. If I had a guy put somebody through a wall at a fucking venue, they'd both be gone. No, but I'm talking about, like, the one show where things got out of hand to the point that they weren't listening to the rest or security or anybody. What were they thinking? I don't fucking know. They went into the business for themselves. And I tell you one thing, I don't think I'll be booking those four ever again. Well, I, I guess don't put not. up with that bullshit. I don't put up with that bullshit. And it's sad because I liked one of them. And I saw potential in one of them that we were going to do mm-hmm. some shit with. But I'm not going to fucking risk my fucking reputation for that. And then oh, he yes, came no. out to the ring with then he came out to the ring with a chainsaw and I told him, "Do not fucking rev the chainsaw while you're out there. If you want to come out and have it started, that's fine. It can be purring as it's running, but do not fucking push the fucking accelerator on that thing." Because, oh, my God, did the venue have a conniption set over that. Fucking fully functioning chainsaw, and this motherfucker comes out to the ring with a fully functioning chainsaw. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. I'm glad somebody from my insurance company wasn't there because that would have been an insurance nightmare. Uh, No shit. There are certain things that you can't do, and people don't understand that. There are certain things, when you sign the contract on insurance, there are certain things that you can't do. And too many people don't understand that and want to go into the business for themselves and make sure that, you know, oh, my shit looks good. Fuck you if your shit looks good. Did you make the company look good? Because if you didn't make the company look good, then fuck you. That's right. If you're not there for the company, then you then don't be there. I agree. Because it's it's absolute bullshit that somebody would go into the business for themselves and cost the promoter their security deposit. Ever. Yeah, I've, I've never seen or heard that. Knock on wood. But, I mean, I haven't been in the business very long either. You've been long enough that if you were to see something like that, I, I, I guarantee you a promoter would fucking be batching some skulls in. Just let me tell oh, you I, something. If this if this were the '80s and something like that were to gone on, the whole fucking locker room would have been around those motherfuckers. That's right. That's the way it goes. 
You don't yeah. you don't fuck we, with somebody's issues up here. livelihood. Yeah. And what I mean by yeah. that, it's not paying the bills, and you have to understand that. But if I'm running that venue on a bi a bi monthly basis or even a monthly basis, and you fuck that up for me, where am I going to go? That's right. What am I going to do? Where's my next show at? That's right. Bingo. Where where am I? Where can I produce a show for the fans? Like you're not just fucking the promoter at that point. You're now fucking the fans. You're fucking everything. You're fucking the boys out of their fucking pay. You're fucking the, the yeah. Well, you just decreased the amount of bookings that you've now given your guys because you don't have a venue to fucking perform in. But you can think that to one or two individuals. How many decide to go into the business for themselves? Um, (laughs) And we've gone completely off track here, guys. We have. We're going to bring it back on track uh, after a song break. I'm going to play something else new for you. Uh, I'm going to play it. It's new to our soundboard, but it's actually from 1999. This is one of Seven Dust's biggest hits. I'd like you to enjoy it now. We'll be back in about four minutes.
Welcome back, folks. That was an oldie but a goodie. That was one of Seven Dust's biggest tracks from the year 1999. It was Black by Seven Dust. We hope you enjoyed that classic rock tune. You are now back inside the ER live listening to Rampage Ranch Tuesday Night Turmoil. I am your host, Sadistic Sean David, along with my other two co-hosts. Okay, I don't know what's going on, but it, uh, apparently I'm the only one here. Because I cannot hear anybody else, and nobody else can hear me. So I will be right back. I and... can hear you. Okay. Where the hell are you going? You were taking a music break. I got to make wait for me to get out. We are back. We are live inside the ER. We hope you like it so far. This is Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow night on Wrestling Authority Radio, right back here on the Evolution Radio Network at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, we will be joined by the outlaw, Joel Deaton, and hopefully the cooker, Bob Cook. Oh, yeah. And anybody else who decides to call in. Um, We do want to send this uh, out at this time. We have a good friend that has been missing from this show for quite a few weeks. His name is Thresher Kanoff, and we would appreciate it if you'd uh, include him in your thoughts and prayers. Um, he's going through a rough time. Uh, he, we hope to have him back very soon. Um, we miss you, Crusher, and get well yeah, soon, buddy. Yeah, Crusher. Yeah. I was wondering where you've been. I haven't um, seen any posts from him either, so I was kind of getting worried. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Crusher's going through a rough uh-huh. time. He'll be back with us as soon as he can be. Paul Eubanks is uh, got so much Thank going you, on with acting. Um, you don't want to miss that. Uh, he was in on something that aired on TNT the other night. So I'll have to go back and get the information on that and give it to you tomorrow. Um, one of the most disgusting things that I've ever seen in the wrestling ring uh, appeared over the weekend. And now I've seen it all. We have a wrestling ring. Uh, held together with their rope, with the ropes held to the ring post by ratchet, ratchet, ratchet straps. Yeah, just wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you've never just seen this, if you haven't seen this yet, uh, go ahead and take a look at it. It is on my personal Facebook page. Uh, we're going to go to Billy now because Billy has been on the line for quite some time. We're going to get your thoughts on this and then backtrack to your thoughts on Jim the Anvil Nightheart. So, Billy, you have seen this picture. Uh, would you perform in this wrestling ring? Fuck no. As, cle- as clever of an idea it is, it's not safe. Those things are nowhere near as sturdy as the hooks that they use in professional wrestling rings. Thank you, Billy. And it looks like their ropes are real rope. I'm looking at this now. Um, yep, their ropes are real rope, which means they're not cable. Um, they will snap. So you have two factors of these ropes snapping. You have the fact that they're real rope instead of cable. And then you have one whole corner tied down with ratchet straps. How the fuck is all that somebody, somebody buried to oh, you would implode that Baby. ring. 
All that's missing is a wooden frame and some other wrap. All yep. that's missing. Ratchet, wooden frame, and bubble wrap. Those, oh my. Uh-huh. Okay? Rope rope is heavier. Well, therefore, real ropes, it's bent more easily. Real ropes, I've never cable. been a fan of. Cable ropes, I've always been a fan of because there yeah. there is steel cable that would hold up your telephone post in those ropes. And, and it's that not gonna go snap. It's not going to snap. If that fucker snaps, you've got a guy that's way oh. too big in that wrestling ring, or you've got those ropes way too tight. More flexible what, too. What I have seen is a guy that um, is 175 pounds, run the ropes, and the bottom cable snaps. And for anybody that doesn't know what the bottom cable is, the bottom cable is the thing that brings the ring into perfect square so the ropes actually tighten up. There are two cross cables. It's run diagonally post to post. So it makes an X under the bottom of the ring. If your ring does not have that, your ring is going to have problems sooner rather than later. That's why I don't like high spots rings. Because high spots rings are notorious for not having the bottom cable. If the ring does not have the bottom cable, you have an issue. Big issue. Sorry, people are messaging me knowing I'm on air. Sorry. And regarding uh, regarding Jim Neidhart, uh, let's see. When I was a child, I used to have this VHS tape called WrestleMania's Greatest Hits. It would show a match from each WrestleMania, one through four. And one of them, it was the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis versus uh, the British Bulldogs and one other guy. I forgot who it was exactly, but... That was my introduction to Jim the Anvil Neidhart. It was a Federation tape, go figure. <laughs> and I, I basically watched that tape to death, and I, was, I would always be sitting in my mom's lap watching the hearts go at it. And the first thing that caught my attention was Neidhart's goatee. Everybody was grabbing on it, like you said. <laughs> and so it, that was a moment where I was like, what in tarnation? <laughs> but... Yeah, but the best. Seeing him and Brett, the way they work in the ring and the way they cooperated with one another and actually worked as a team, it was really amazing to watch. They were family and they were trained together, too. Yeah, that, too. They both came from the Hart Dungeon, trained by Stu Hart. But, you know, there wasn't a bad match on that. As I was saying, there wasn't a bad match on that videotape. And, you know, like this morning, I found out from a friend of mine that, you know, that Neidhart died. And I'm like, oh, my God, no way. So I look it up, and I'm just like, fuck. So rest in peace, Jim Neidhart. We are going to miss you, and you have definitely cemented your legacy in the WWE. We have some breaking news coming now. That's why I played that clip. Uh, Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore 
says mm-hmm. that he will never, answer. ever wrestle again, not in a million years. Why not? Okay. Liar. I've, I've, I've approved posts on independent pro wrestling 24-7 uh, with shows that he's booked on. So if he says he's not wrestling, he's lying. He says, or he plans on doing non yeah, being non appear. He's oh. Well, this he's, is according no. to TMZ. Uh, TMZ yeah, Sports. Yeah, I, 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 I saw the interview. Remember, that's why it's in the write-up for tonight. Um, uh, so he's he's the realest liar in the room. How you doing? You can't teach that. I feel sorry for anybody that uh, has to, um, you know, uh, sit through the Elias concert. Um, We're going to get to some other breaking news. WWE has hired James Long, head coordinating producer. Year old, year old, year old. James who? We reported that way back at the beginning of the show before you ever showed up. <clears throat> yep. Uh, impact. And in uh, Ohio Valley wrestling again. person. We, did you yeah, guys cover already, Jeff Jarrett? No, we, we're going to get to there after we got done with SmackDown. Well, I'm, uh, I'm changing the lineup. Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Entertainment filed a copyright infringement lawsuit against Anthem Sports Entertainment and the owners of Impact Wrestling. Below are the allegations mentioned in the 26-page lawsuit. Violated state and federal trademark infringements in relation to GFE. Violated Jeff Jarrett's exclusive property rights to his own name, photograph, and other likeness. Wow. Damn. Who did this? Anthem Sports, the uh, owners okay, of Impact you. Wrestling. Yeah, but double, double J. I know, I know. I know it, I know it, I know. Uh, Steve, I'll let you cover the rest of it because there's quite a lot yeah. here that he's suing over. Right. Well, he's he's also he's also claiming that Anthem has used um, reproductions of um, or imitations of uh, the Global Force Wrestling and uh Global Force Trademarks in Commerce, um, which is a violation of the Lanham Act, which prohibits trademark infringement, trademark dilution, and false advertising. And it also claims, quote, acts of unfair competition that were done, quote, with the intent to deceive the public into believing that goods or services offered or sold by defendants are made by, approved by, sponsored by, or affiliated with GFE, or um, and yeah, you know, there's and there's a lot and there's a lot of this into it now. Um, they and it also was uh, and one of the counts is that uh, unfair competition violation of Tennessee common law, alleging that uh, GFE and defendants compete for a common pool of customers. As alleged herein, defendants have engaged in unfair, deceptive, or fraudulent content conduct, which is likely to cause, if it is not already, customer confusion in violation of Tennessee common law. Now, 
based on based on the claims that uh, Jarrett's making in the lawsuit. And again, all right, I I'm not a lawyer. You know, <clears throat> I've had to deal with various laws you know, in both in both my wrestling dealings and in my you know outside wrestling dealings. And to and reading what there what um Jared is trying to claim uh honestly I don't think this lawsuit has any merit I think it will be thrown out because number Probably. 1 Jared sold the right to Global Force to Anthem when they, when he when he became part of the of the corporation after after they after they bought out um, Panda and Dixie, so um, so he so he gave them the rights to this. He then proceeded to by his own conduct um, damage his own character reputation. And the character and reputation of the company, which is why he was terminated. Now they still now Anthem still had a contract and still had right to the use of the Global Force name, but they also did not want the damage that the name and its association with Jeff Jarrett caused was was going to cause them if they continued to use it, which is why they eventually phased the GFW name out and put and put everything back into the Impact name. Um, as far as trying to claim that uh, um, it will cause um, customer confusion. That one, I got it. I got it. The words are uh, "get serious." <laughs> hit my hit my mind immediately. Because I mean, this come on. What, what you? This what is what I what say to Bre- uh, Jeff Jarrett's lawsuit. This is what I say to it. It'll go over like a fart in a church, Jeff. It'll go over yeah. like a fart in a I church. Mean, I mean, I mean, basically, basically, Jeff, what you're trying to say in that part of the lawsuit is that any competing promotion would cause confusion to the customers. You which know what it sounds like, Jeff? You're doing sitting there saying. Which means you're sitting there saying that wrestling fans are stupid. No, it sounds like it sounds like Jeff's stupid. been taking too many of these shows. Some of them are. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers who will just be local jabronis 
that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because no, we can't afford a real actual safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance, you must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mummy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. That's how tax refund wrestling goes. Uh, Don't make a list of Jericho. (laughs) Six minutes to race o'clock. Yep. Uh, We're going to go over SmackDown quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, We started things off with Carmella and Becky Lynch and all of that in the ring. Um, Hey, hey, did anybody notice that Carmella's legs match the rest of her body tonight? <laughs> she probably got that tan right. I was, I was, yeah. Looking, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was just, I was just looking at the fact that uh, I was surprised she was able to walk with those shorts so tight. Um, I man, you should see some of the shorts I got. She, you can walk fine in tight shorts. Come on. We get Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Excellent match, as always. Mandy Rose has lost more weight than she, you know, she's smaller than she was when she was on Divas. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who the triple threat was, but they got totally demolished by the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh yeah, they were supposedly yeah they were supposedly three brothers. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: their their parents their parents are now childless again. <laughs> uh, again. Daniel Bryan and the Miz Part One focuses on their early days in original NXT. I just, that's, okay, that's the one thing I didn't understand. Why do we have to see all that when most people have the WWE network and they can watch it on that or whatever? Like, like tonight because, is just like because, appeared, because, like, because it was the go home show. Because it was the yeah, go home show, so you had to set up yeah. because so you had to set up the story so that. Yeah, I get it, on Sunday, the the meaning of the blow-off on Sunday is deeper. Mm-hmm. Then, you, well, get the sanity, you, get, you get Sanity versus The New Day. Young mm-hmm. and Biggie start things yeah. off. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kofi. You're taking the heat in this match. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, the winners would be the New Day. Yep. Yep. Then we get part two of the Good Miz match. Daniel Sanity Bryan. Is, Sanity is so hot. I mean, yes, I, they are. I hope, I hope that sooner rather than later, they do get a title run. Daniel Bryan and the Miz part two focuses on Daniel Bryan's retirement and transition into SmackDown general manager and host of Talking Smack. 
which included that absolutely phenomenal shoot by Miz. Then we get Aiden English versus Andretti. Cien Almas. Yeah. Andretti, Cien Almas. They did, I was the bummed. They didn't, I was bummed. They didn't do the Tranquilo pose tonight. Rusev music plays and <coughs> makes his way to the stage with Lana. Rusev says, you're acting like you just won the Powerball. <coughs> Your luck fun. runs out this Sunday. Selena will learn why Lana is the best. Lana number one. <laughs> and they will learn why it's Rusev Day. Paige is with AJ Styles, and she says AJ and Joe, she wants AJ and Joe to stay professional and not jeopardize the SmackDown main event. We get a commercial, we come back, and we focus on Daniel Bryan's return to the ring. Yeah. He says I'm seeing my messages that nobody's answering me. No, I'm pissed. Sorry. Shelton Benjamin versus Jeff go. Hardy. I and I was, surprised. I was surprised that they had this match because I was think I was thinking the other week when Randy Orton took the makeup off that Jeff was going to disappear and wasn't going to be on until the match on Sunday. And it wasn't going to be Jeff. It was going to be Brother Nero. So, I was shocked about that. Then we get the ending. Shelton Benjamin uh, loses to Jeff Hardy. We get post-match. We get Randy Orton setting up Nakamura. No, Randy Orton wasn't. He was was watching, but... uh, Yeah. He yeah that was so and that's it. Katie went bye bye because it's rape the, o'clock. Rape o'clock. AJ Styles came out to the ring and says that. Uh, well, no, Samoa Joe comes out to the ring and says that he knows AJ Styles for almost twenty years. Is interrupted by the chant crowd chanting for him. Uh, AJ says that he's blessed. We. Uh, we get a big uh, uproar of Joe talking about AJ's wife. AJ's wife signs the contract for this Sunday against Samoa Joe. And that's what we've got. Yeah. So very good yeah. SmackDown. Very good way to lead into things. Don't forget that NXT is Saturday night. Right, um, takeover, and yeah, and takeover. so we're, fi- we're so we're finally going to get the absolute payoff match between uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. It was originally supposed to be a three-way dance, but uh, Alistair Black is injured, and he will not be able to be there. Um, so that Correct. so. Un- so unfortunately, yeah, that uh, that kills what would have been a great, great three-way match. Um, yes, it does. So um, now uh, uh, let's see here. We'll uh, go ahead and let's see if I can um, 
Yeah, okay, here we go. I got it. Um so so it's gonna be and and uh, the uh champ and the Champa Gargano match will be a last man standing. Uh yep. Shayna Baszler defends the uh NXT women's championship against Kyrie Sane. Um NXT Tag Team Championship will be a uh, rematch uh, between Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain. Um, the uh, North American Championship, uh, Adam Cole, Bebe versus Ricochet. And uh, the opener is going to be EC3 versus Velveteen Dream. I can't wait to see this one. Um we know the talent that both of these gentlemen have. I want to see what they put together in a ring. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, these are these are all fantastic matches. But be ready for EC3 and Dream to set such a high bar that the rest of the crew is going to really, really have a hard time stepping up to to match what the two of them have. Yes. And in a few weeks, May Young Classic comes on, and uh, of course, uh, you know, we've got we've got a we've got a little skin in the game because, uh, um, of course, uh, Patricia Kelly as she calls herself Hell's Favorite Harlot, is in that. It's the return of Sienna um, to the ring after uh, nearly dying. So, there's a, yeah, so there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of interesting, you know, real stories that will be involved in that. So get ready, get ready for this one. Now, um, don't look at the spoilers. I I haven't looked at them. Oh, bad boy! Why are you mad at me? Hold on, Steve. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that was, Um, but you know, don't don't look don't look at don't look at spoilers. That's you know, I mean, heck, have have give yourself give yourself something to make it. Make it worth uh, watching. Um, All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, We're going to end with a new song. It's called Like a Baller by Wilson. We hope you enjoy. All right. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.
Oh, come on, guys. Really? I do not like this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.